0: stuck inside getting rich getting fat off the eye days are long i'll make them shorter by having a chat with john all right welcome again to uh john and robin don't have jobs as far as i know we both still are pretty jobless john how's the the joblessness going on your end
1: Oh, it's um pretty aggressive (laughs) <laughs> um, i am working but uh as a delivery driver for shoppers drug mart and it's only about three hours a week
0: so i guess so. technically by like the smallest technicality this is a misnomer the john and robin don't have jobs uh title well, but I,
1: I don't have a job today and i won't have a job on sunday when this comes out so fair
0: enough <laughs> i won't ask you what you're doing on saturday just for fear of uh, making the show look like we're liars but um yeah for the most part just uh still barely putting pants on still raking ei in as much as i can um i'm your host robin by the way (laughs) (laughs) and uh i've got john coughlin looking uh mighty fine in his uh vintage detroit tigers tee across from me via zoom so john uh yeah how have you been doing this past week we'll just kick it off with that
1: oh not too bad i i just realized we still haven't learned since last week and my google home tried to turn the christmas lights on during our show yet again but uh that might be a a common feature on
0: the program yeah Uh, the week
1: was good (laughs) terrible weather snowing it's a blizzard here right now
0: so it was like Um, 20 degrees last week in Windsor, wasn't it
1: yeah it was 25 degrees last wednesday
0: holy crap so uh,
1: it's a blizzard today
0: that's a shift for sure how uh how, how are you feeling about the blizzard
1: um it's beautiful in the sky but then it hits the ground and turns the water because it is still windsor mm-hmm. um it's supposed to snow four centimeters today but like it's melting away pretty quickly uh i don't know i'm kind of indifferent towards it i suppose it, it prevents me from electric electronic skateboarding around the neighborhood and that's kind of crushing
0: yeah i guess water and electric skateboard don't really mix but what can you Not do? well yeah
1: yeah exactly how um, are you doing
0: I'm doing all right. Uh, trying to stay busy, just, uh, finding random things to do. Although like I, I was running a bit last week, but now I've decided to shut that down for a little while because there's been more melting lately and there's just so much ice and like weird wow. stuff all over the, like just hazards all over the sidewalks here in Yellowknife. So, um, I almost twisted my ankle a couple of times. So I think it's time just to like work out indoors instead. <laughs>
1: yeah you don't want to kill yourself accidentally no that's something you want to do want on to do purpose
0: yeah you want to do it purposefully like, like feeding yourself <laughs> to like a, a bunch of sharks or something like that like <laughs> oh,
1: that's how you do it
0: yeah some sort of blazing of glory like that i don't know um either yeah, that yeah. Or, or like crocodiles crocodiles i would koala I would feed, bears um th- i feel like that would be far too tedious and painful <laughs> just based on how how small their mouths are <laughs> but um yeah yeah, I know. I'll probably feed myself to an animal one way or another if I have my if I have my way about it. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> maybe we'll uh, transition from that to, move forward. Uh, to yeah, we'll move forward talking about um, the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, we gave each other some recommendations last week in terms of like films and albums to listen to, um, kind of like uh, being part of a just like a book club, but with very various forms of media. Um, so this week we have a league of their own and the natural were the two films that we each recommended and we'll get into those first. So, um, John, maybe you can, uh, start us right off the bat pun, definitely intended with, uh, talking about a league of their own.
1: Well, it was a movie about, uh, everyone knows this, I I think, but it was a movie about uh, women playing baseball while the men were all up at war. And uh, the only people playing baseball at that time professionally were women and uh, handicapped men, uh, but they didn't play against each other because that would have been just a strange league. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was only four teams in this league, but uh, they bonded together. Um, they had an alcoholic coach, played by Tom Hanks, um, who seemed to be able to give that up pretty easily once he was once he realized that women could play baseball. Yeah, it's... changed his whole kind of moral <laughs> outlook. <laughs> And uh, uh, I think he had a crush on on Gina Davis, but yeah. uh, I never really expanded on that too much because she was married.
0: Yeah, I I, f- I found there were some odd things. Yeah, with like just the way that the movie played out, and that was one of them. Actually, the the whole like will they won't they between uh, Jimmy Tom Hanks' character and Gina Davis' uh Dottie character. So what about? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, like I thought. Um, well, one thing I like, I did find it was an enjoyable movie overall. But I thought it was weird, like the fact that they did the whole movie as basically a flashback, and then they bring you back after that, and you just find out <laughs> that like a lot of the plot points have been tied up because the characters are dead. <laughs> and, like, right. And I guess some of it was based on real life, but as far as I know, like Tom Hanks' character was not a real life person. I don't think was, any
1: of them were real life. They were just stories yeah, just from loosely
0: the based on former players yeah. and managers so it was like kind of strange that they had this like yeah semi-romantic kind of thing between Gina Davis and Tom Hanks but then Bill Pullman comes back from war and she's with him uh but then like the flashback they go back to the present day 1988 or whatever it was and all of a sudden he's dead and you're like oh, okay so that frees her up to be with Tom Hanks right that must <laughs> yeah. be what they're <laughs> yeah. playing at and then no, no no Tom Hanks died last year never mind and you're just like okay yeah, like what good. was what was the point of all that like you You could have written him to be alive. He's not a real character or he's not a real person.
1: Yeah, Um, but you don't really, it doesn't really satisfy the story to watch like two 85 year old people finally get together.
0: Yeah. And I guess that wasn't the point of the movie either. The point was, (laughs) no, not really. I I think that that it was probably
1: more accidental that there was even that much of a relationship thing between them because it wasn't, it wasn't like it was prominently featured.
0: Yeah. It was almost, it was more
1: the respect between coach and captain.
0: Yeah. It was almost like it was like, maybe played up more than it needed to be because of, like, maybe network pre- or network execs, or not network execs, yeah. but, like, the, the execs at the top of the production company saying, like, oh, we need more of a, like, semi-romantic interest in this movie. I,
1: I was more considered with the will-they-won't-they they, between uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where all the sexual intrigue was in that film.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, based on what we know of Rosie O'Donnell in The years in the, yeah, after exactly. that film, it, it would have made sense, and also Madonna's and I've not seen one Madonna, shy away kiss from and Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. So could have happened. Yeah, um, yeah. Some that other notes. Been a
1: steamy romance.
0: <laughs> some other notes I had on that movie is uh, uh it was interesting john lovitz had such a small part in it but he was immediately one of the first people you see in the hall of fame when they get inducted
1: in. yeah, exactly um, and he was such and he was such a greaseball
0: yeah i was like he's too good at playing sexist and slimy is what i wrote down they in my should have notes.
1: called his character john lovitz
0: yeah it's basically john lovitz there, was no need, john lovitz. there was
1: no need to have a different character name for that guy yeah
0: and like i know that he was playing a guy in the 40s so he played the part well but yeah it did feel a little like too too easy for him to get into that role <laughs>
1: it was just like when he played the devil on saturday night live like he was the same guy
0: yeah um i also enjoyed there was one moment when tom well i don't know if enjoyed as like as much as just was like surprised by the moment when tom hanks smacked the the female doctor character on the ass or something like that (laughs) out of nowhere and, yeah, yeah yeah and then he
1: kept he kept kind of doing weird things to that lady throughout yeah. the whole movie
0: yeah i was like oh yes. that's i know yeah again I know it was the 1940s times are different but that was like an interesting uh
1: she seemed moment. offended but then not offended yeah kind of like she's like oh i can't believe it and then she's like, wait i kind of like this maybe i'm going to completely <laughs> change my lifestyle
0: well i mean but- yeah america's
1: dad can have that effect on you
0: yeah tom hanks he's uh definitely in his heart peak heartthrob years at that point so yeah (laughs) um yeah did you have any other thoughts on uh on the film um i don't know i didn't think
1: it was that impressive when gina davis did the splits and caught the ball
0: it was a little unnecessary but you know that she was she was doing it just to to she's hot dog
1: and for press but like the way they filmed it, it didn't even look like she was no stretch for her. Like she just did the splits under the ball. She was waiting mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. So like, nah, they could have got some stunt woman in there to do something impressive.
0: Yeah, like I'm expecting at least like a, a triple triple lutz into a handstand yeah. catching it or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a, you know, all of a sudden it's Gina Davis running away, and as soon as her back's turned, it turns into one of those big burly softball <laughs> players so, from real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what this film is uh, missing was not enough egregious continuity errors with uh, the st- stunt people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But,
0: um, oh, but, yeah. the one
1: thing I, the one problem I did have, I mentioned this last week was that I didn't understand why they never addressed why Madonna didn't get braces. But then um, the the sister was very annoying.
0: Hmm. Yeah, she, I could see that. I I found like she was okay, but like yeah, she was like a little pushy all the time and like blaming blaming Dottie for everything and stuff. But I'd I, be I got one that thing that was if part of their was dynamic. The,
1: it would be one thing though if it was part of their dynamic, but Gina Davis was just nice to her all the time and then she was just so mean to her back constantly.
0: She's just jealous. Yeah, I don't
1: understand why, but mm-hmm. it was like over the top. Like even like at the end there, all Gina Davis had to say was like almost nothing and she completely forgave her and everything was fine oh so you were just kind of being rude the entire movie for nothing i guess
0: yeah anyway let's uh let's move on to talking about the natural because i just finished watching this this morning and i feel like i have a little bit more to say about this one than the league of their own to be honest um, that's fair it's it's a little bit more interesting it's interesting but in like some baffling ways um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Isn't do you want hobbs yeah, Roy Hobbs. Do you want to tell, tell us a little bit about this movie? This is your pick, uh, The Natural. Yeah,
1: well, it uh, stars one of my heroes, Robert Redford, as a star, beyond star baseball player growing up, yeah, a.k.a. a natural, uh-huh. who then uh, gets into some type of bizarre lover, lover's quarrel that doesn't make any sense and gets shot. And then he can't. he's not as good at baseball anymore. But then he goes back to baseball anyways and just starts trying harder again, <laughs> despite the fact that doctors tell him it will kill him because they can't pull the bullet out or something. I'm not really sure, but he starts bleeding again all the time for some yeah. reason. But he gets amazing again anyhow.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, I found a very strange film, but like um, had some absolutely incredible like imagery and iconic moments. So like, yeah, I can understand exactly. how it's got such a cultish following and not cultish, but even just like a just people it's such a beloved uh part of americana really like it's probably the yeah. most american movie i've ever seen um, <laughs> yeah for sure just, just like him starting standing in like the the wheat fields and just like the good old farm boy and all that stuff but uh
1: yeah Blind i found farm
0: boy yeah i found um i was kind of shocked at the end that it didn't turn out to be a, a jacob's ladder scenario shout out to uh how did this get made? <laughs> if you listen to that, they're always talking about how they think movies are going to be a Jacob's ladder scenario. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought he was going to be dead or in a coma and then like come out of it at the end. Cause everything just seemed so fantastical in the film. Great. And uh, also just like, it felt like there were portions of the plot that either, didn 't get addressed or got addressed like later in a, in a way that didn 't seem to make sense temporally i don't know i don 't know how that plays into it being a dream or a death scenario, but I just thought, yeah, yeah. based on like everything going the way that it was, like fairy taleish for him kind of it felt like it could be that or that he was either that or he was just going to drop dead when he crossed home plate or something, but it just kind of
1: it, it did have that feeling because they kind of built it up to be yeah. that way because mm-hmm. he's always like oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like, I mean, the blood starts kind of coming out of his jersey. And
0: he, yeah, don't swing
1: so hard, you know, but uh, <laughs> and then he hits the big home run. You think, oh, he just, he got the home run. But at what cost? Yeah. No cost.
0: So um, I found here are a few notes I had on the film. just beyond what I've already said. Uh, it felt like <laughs> right. it was a bit of a superhero movie, actually, like to tie into our talk yeah, of superhero that's... movies last year. But <laughs> I guess he gets his super powers from like a combo of lightning and his father's heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was, that's, that's
1: a good observation yeah and for um to our homer simpson conversation yeah. too.
0: and it was weird for a movie where there's like a lot of emphasis placed on fatherhood either in the the absenteeism of one because his dad died but also in like the importance of the lessons his dad taught him in the first three minutes or so of the movie <laughs> um, <laughs> um but it was interesting how important it was but at the same time How much of a deadbeat dad he kind of was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he, and it was inadvertent. He didn't realize he had a son. But I mean, he also he had sex without protection. Obviously, he couldn't figure that (laughs) that there was a chance that he had a son. Yeah, I guess. Um, But she did keep it from him. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was it was a simpler time. Um, So he immediately got on the train and just like hit on the first thing he saw, which after being in love with this like the, the love of his life, basically um yeah. And, but yeah i found that storyline was weird in that she, we didn't know what happened to that woman until later near the end of the movie it's revealed she kills herself and you're just like oh okay yeah. that tie, that tied up loose ends Kind of enough. It's, and it's kind of like oh good yeah
1: she screwed him over
0: yeah but, uh, but it's, it, it you don't seemed, want
1: to say that but it, it, it seems a
0: little too <laughs> convenient i guess i thought that maybe there was something at play between her and kim basinger's character like it
1: she didn't really have much of a reason for doing what she did
0: no yeah, just being kind of just kind of being baddie. she just felt like killing good athletes it's just like yeah there's no explanation into that and it's just <laughs> like and then you think maybe she's still around and then an hour and a half later it's revealed she's no she killed herself um, <laughs> um yeah, the yeah,
1: she, she's after he hits the big home run at the end. She's waiting at home plate with a machine gun.
0: <laughs> that's that's the director's cut I wanted to see,
1: <laughs> where it ends like it ends like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's there with a the big flamethrower.
0: <laughs> um, also, I thought it was kind of comical the idea that Robert Redford was trying to play like a nineteen-year-old version of himself at the beginning of the year, but he looked pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like he's an attractive guy um and he, but he, he he looks just like a very attractive mid 40s man like he looks his age basically in the movie you could maybe give him like late 30s early 40s but like
1: i i think he could he could he's always been able to play plus or minus five years pretty easily.
0: yeah but i don't think i think it was a bit of a stretch to say i think he was like 46 or 47 at the time of filming this to say that he was 19 (laughs) years old in the in those early shots that's a bit Um, tricky yeah they didn't have the the irishman technology they needed
1: to irishman him
0: yeah
1: (laughs) turn him Uh, into an irishman
0: yeah I, i thought it was also strange that um how reluctant he was to tell people what had happened in the fifteen to twenty years between him getting shot and appearing. Um, there was no real reason for why he was so reluctant, unless you can think of something.
1: He was probably just getting drunk and doing nothing the whole time.
0: Yeah, maybe he was ashamed of himself for it or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it just—I seemed I would think so. Seemed odd that he, he left kind of ran away time. from
1: baseball. I think he was more just scared of playing because of that experience. It wasn't because he actually couldn't play because he proved that, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think he was just ashamed because he was scared of you know crazy ladies shooting him.
0: Yeah. Oh, and another thing to tie into the fatherhood, like he clearly had like a surrogate child in the Bat Boy um, during that whole thing. Yeah. So you could tell like he he appreciated the idea of being a father and what his the father. Chubby had done little, for little Bat him. Boy. Yeah, so he was passing that on to the Chubby Bat Boy, but <laughs> <Yeah>. then um, <laughs> at the end, the big reveal that the Bat Boy has made that bat the Savoy something or other. Um, yeah. I didn't understand why there wasn't even like a 20 second scene at some point in the like two hours and 20 minute director cut that I watched of him just like actually making the bat with the bat boy. Cause like they <laughs> talked about it, but I just, I just figured, Oh, maybe they not done or something. Maybe the
1: filmmakers that. didn't have bat making technology.
0: Well, maybe. <laughs> They didn't have Irishman technology, so they're clearly at <laughs> a deficit for most of their technological needs. But <laughs> yeah, they just bought a bat and wrote permanent marker on it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, there, so there were some holes, but uh, overall, an enjoyable film. Still, I'd say, like, yeah, yeah it was... The ending,
1: the ending makes up for the first
0: ninety minutes. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I saw the director's cut, so it was like two hours and twenty minutes long. Um, but even with the director's cut, yeah, there were still like quite a few plot holes, as I said. But, but yeah, just um, some of those scenes and uh, just like hit you right there in the emotions and um, oh, the yeah. score, the score by Randy Newman, I think it was. I looked up. I was like, oh, that's interesting that he did that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But it was a pretty, yeah, pretty amazing score. Um, yeah, for sure. Maybe pretty let's uh, move on to our album recommendations. Yeah, I think so. So, um, I'll start with the Queens of the Stone Age villains. This is the one that John recommended to listen to. Um, yeah, I I've I've always like enjoyed Queens of the Stone Age, but they've never been like a go-to band for me. Um, like I remember when uh, like uh No One Knows and Go With The Flow, like that was probably their
1: yeah. The third peak yeah for sure. But I
0: remember those really enjoying go with the flow especially that was like an awesome song and video along with it. Um mm-hmm. and listening to this album did make me feel a little nostalgic for some of that stuff. I I tried to listen to it straight through but I actually did pause it like halfway through and go listen to like go with the flow because I oh, just, really? I got I, I got an urge to do so. Um but yeah, this it was a solid album. Um some of the tracks that stood out to me were uh, Head Like a Haunted House, Hideaway, and The Evil Has Landed. I really liked those three in particular.
1: I wrote down two songs just that I would say are my favorites if I was if that came up and you just named two of the three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which ones? So.
1: Head Like a Haunted House and The Evil Has Landed. Yeah. The Evil Has Landed gets more and more stuck in your head the more you listen to it. Like it's it's yeah. crazy.
0: I don't remember if it was that one or um, uh, hideaway that uh, near the end of it starts having more of a driving percussive beat and I, that reminded me of go with the flow a little bit but it, oh, uh, yeah, yeah that it really gets going in the like back half of the song is really cool um, i really
1: also like how the album opens where it's that slow build into feet yeah. don't fail me now yeah I, it's very cool
0: um i have to say yeah it might be the 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 best josh Homer Homie, however you say his name, but, uh, r- really the uh, music that I've seen or listened to since his uh, appearance as the lead singer of Gown in the movie Hot Rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
1: was pretty amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the face
1: of an angel, wings yeah. of a dove, the heart of a lion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a um,
1: that <laughs> iconic album. Josh
0: Homme appearance. <laughs> yeah,
1: amazing! That was all Queens of the Stone Age, but. What was it? uh yeah the whole band was <laughs> the uh that villain's album came out while I was in Yellowknife, and I was riding around in uh Conin's car all the time, but then I just had that one c d in it he has a one c d player uh-huh. and I just listened to it over and over and over again, or in the work trucks and whatnot that just have the one c d player so I've probably listened to that album start to back hundreds of times, but since I moved home, I couldn't find it when I moved out, so I don't have the c d anymore but I've got it on vinyl so oh. now i always hear now i always hear it in blocks of four mm-hmm. so it's like it's kind of like you know four different blocks
0: of four which is fine but uh how, how would they do that in blocks of four if it's nine songs on the, on the album
1: i think there's ten well like three blocks of four and then two two at the end i think i i can't remember
0: okay yeah so yeah so yeah it was a solid choice um yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to add about that one before you move on to my pick? No, I don't think so. I think uh I'm ready to move on. Cool. So uh my pick for an album recommendation. Yeah, I didn't know how this was going to go over with uh, with you John to be honest because it's a uh, it's pretty out there and I know that not not everyone's uh on board with the this band. Um but they're they're my favorite band, Sig- Sigur Rós from uh, Iceland. And I asked you to listen to the album Kvaker because I thought it was a little bit heavier in terms of like the kind of music that they put out. So I'm interested in uh, hearing what you you have to say about about this album.
1: So I sat here and listened to it start to finish and kind of made notes as I went through. Yeah, and my notes kind of changed because their sound changed like consistently throughout the album. So starting with the first song, uh, which was called uh, Brennan yeah exactly that uh I, I was thinking it sounds like a non-english deftones um kind of the same kind of droning and weird sounds in the background of the of yeah you know like change in the house of flies but and the same yeah. kind of growing thing
0: and i really then, enjoy the the heavy percussion in that song
1: yeah and from the very start of that song i expected it to be one of those songs that gets really heavy and i thought it sounded like it might turn into like a a death metal band almost just from how, like you know sometimes those death metal bands have kind of a slow broody start and then it just goes oh yeah. but it didn't it actually mellowed out throughout the song and got like more and more mellow I yeah. thought,
0: yeah they've got some songs that go heavier uh that build like that they, they do have quite a few songs that build and are like six or seven minute songs um, yeah
1: that's what but, i was gonna say next yeah sorry um, is that the they have long songs so it makes sense why the album only has nine tracks on it because yeah. there was a few that were very long
0: mm-hmm. so um did you find that there were any tracks that stood out to you at all or uh yeah well then for, as for i got into like
1: <laughs> as i got into like tracks two and three i kind of thought it sounded like the new radio head kind of yeah. like just kind of you know where tom york just kind of makes sounds and stuff <laughs> um, because well, they weren't speaking English, so I didn't know what they were saying. And so it kind of sounds like when Tom York's obviously not speaking English either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wish I wrote down which song this was, but I couldn't really pronounce them. So it didn't really. Uh, it was probably song th- th- three or four. I, it sounded like um, like if you played a Winter Sleep album backwards, <laughs> 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 it's kind of like his voice sounded like Winter Sleep but it kind of sounded like 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 it was like you know when you listen to yeah. it backwards. No, they
0: they do play with some sounds like that quite a bit uh the, the the backwards effect I've noticed in uh there there's actually like a documentary released in 2006 I think it was called uh, Haima about them touring around Iceland and playing a series of free shows in the country and um the cinematography in that movie is just insane cuz Iceland's such a naturally beautiful country but yeah. uh they had a lot of shots matching their music of waterfalls going backwards, like back up. Which is, oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that that song actually had anything backwards going on in it. It just kind of sounded like yeah. that. But then uh, then I, got, I moved on to Is Jockey, yeah. <laughs> which, and it's it sounded like Emily Haynes from Metric.
0: Yeah, the so the three poppiest songs on the album I would say are Stormer, which is track three, Isiaki on the track five, and I can't remember off the top of my head the name of track seven. Oh, but see, track seven. they were
1: they were they were coming out of order for me then. That's why the the confusion was. But I have the list of how I listen to them now. The yeah. the poppiest ones to me were the Stormer, the Kvaker, and the Rapstromer.
0: Rapstromer Raff is the yeah, the really poppy one that's got like some like flute stuff in it as well
1: yeah yeah it sounded it sounded just like it could be on the radio here and the and the blap brower was (laughs) kind of poppy too and then bar went right back down into the hole of not poppy at all
0: yeah so they this band they came into prominence in like 1999 or 2000 or something like that so they've been around for a while um but the their first few albums that they released had like 10 to 15 minute songs on them some of them that were just like really ambient uh shoegazy um just yeah. like i i enjoyed them at the time but i don't have the patience for as much anymore now when i listen to it um yeah fair enough yeah i think this album as long as some of the songs may have seemed is actually them at their most condensed <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it didn't yeah.
1: seem that long i just noticed the track length when i was yeah. looking at the album as a whole i was like oh yeah
0: mm-hmm. the
1: shortest song is five minutes and like and they're, they're up to eight minutes
0: yeah and one of the things that's uh interesting about well there's lots of stuff that's interesting about this band but they've uh, their lead singer he's blind in one eye and he plays his guitar in a way that like very few other people do he uses a bow from like a violin not all the I time but that. sometimes and plays with like the bow across his strings um he sings in an alien-like falsetto for the majority <laughs> of the songs that they do it's just a very different sound yeah um, no kidding but yeah i it for whatever reason it appeals to me and nothing yeah. wrong
1: with that i yeah. didn't mind it i yeah. would listen to more of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it probably wouldn't jump to the top of my playlist
0: that's fair yeah
1: like i the in like my summary of it was they sound like a variety of things but nothing exactly like anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like there's hints of a lot of things but they're kind of all over the place in the in, within this one album
0: yeah like they've they've had songs that i've listened to on this album and on past albums, where I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like Coldplay or something," for example, <laughs> yeah, new exactly. elements, and then it just gets to like incredibly like dark, brooding, just like almost nothing happening. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it goes in waves. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, move on to talking about um, some maybe the media recommendations we can just do some a quick jotting down of that if you're uh, if do you have any recommendations for podcasts we can start off with
1: sure um well i was listening to mark Marin on never not funny which they were all um in separate locations i think mark was at home and jimmy's at home the one was he
0: in the, the, the fabled, one the, the fabled cr- garage
1: I don't think he was in the garage. I think he was just on, like, an iPad in his house, which is weird because his girlfriend kept walking by in the background. But uh, it was actually really funny. Like, Jimmy and Mark kept jabbing each other pretty good, like but, like, in a very lighthearted way. But it it, it was funnier than they usually are. And then I was listening back to – I've been listening back to old WTFs and episodes that I was just curious in. And I knew that Eric Andre and, and Mark Marin had a big feud a long time ago. But they patched it up on an episode, so I kind of wanted to take a listen to that one, mm-hmm. and uh, they did. But uh, Eric Andre said a really funny thing. He he said that his dad is is Haitian, and his mom is a is a Jewish from New York. Mm-hmm. And and he says when people ask him to describe his parents, he says my dad looks like Arthur Ashe and my mom looks like Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: that's,
1: feel bad that's for that's his mom. Why <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: why. He, that's what he said when he was a kid. Yeah. It, like because he was jewish but he's also haitian yeah he his nose grew out really big and his ears grew really big but he had kind of an afro and he he looked like the the propaganda pictures that germans would draw of Jews <laughs> during world war Two. yeah just like <laughs> of them as monsters because yeah. he didn't grow like proportionally at all
0: just so yeah the, the absolute the, the absolute last person that hitler would have ever wanted in existence <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly but uh, to carry on, there's been two very good episodes of Comedy Bang Bang in a row. I don't know if you wanted to talk about those.
0: Um, yeah, sure. I'll mention, well, at least the Manzoukas and Andy Daly one that was most recent. Um, yeah. So that was every time that they get Jason Manzukis and Andy Daly on together on Comedy Bang Bang, it's hilarious. But, uh, and this one is no exception. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, Dalton Wilcox, a lot of uh, August august lint and a lot of uh, hot dog as andy daly's characters that he was going to <laughs> yeah. um yeah I, I i enjoyed it quite a bit it was a continuation of the saga that seems to like somehow there somehow yeah, it, seems to be like a, a through line with andy daly's characters every time he comes it, on
1: it would probably be confusing to listen to if you hadn't heard previous versions of this but maybe mm-hmm. not hard to say it's hard to explain without giving any jokes away. I think it's one that you just have to go listen to because it's so funny like start to finish
0: mm-hmm. yeah no i really enjoyed was... that one uh, do you, yeah do you want to talk about the the other one that you're sure yeah
1: they they had a half week one on thursday last week right before our episode came out uh called goose tycoon and it was a pretty funny episode the whole way through i was i was laughing and uh the last guest was was drew Tarver coming on as a as a tiger king parody called uh instead of joe exotic his name was roger peculiar yeah and he amazing. had a goose he had a goose farm he was a goose tycoon um <laughs> and again worth a the list. don't want to just repeat it but it, yeah. it's uh pretty amazing
0: yeah so he's throwing his hat in the ring as another possible joe exotic uh exactly <laughs> follow up act yeah. yeah no he did a, he did a pretty good job as uh, joe exotic type i thought um i also just loved uh carl tart coming back as oj simpson in that one
1: yeah oh, that was funny yeah. got to go take care
0: yeah. you take um, care <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a funny combo of those of those three people together and i liked how they said he's like the that uh, peculiar sounded like a southerner with a no, like a nasal infection <laughs>
0: yeah that was a good one um what about for uh tv shows do you have anything that you wanted to shout out
1: uh all i was gonna say is i started uh watching russian doll
0: uh-huh.
1: i don't know if you've seen that yet no i haven't it. Uh, it was recommended and the other warning i received was that uh, with watching this show you'll it's kind of like groundhog day where things reset all the time and and you know in Groundhog Day when it resets it's always the same song playing on the radio in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well they, they use the same theme whenever things reset for the, the girl in, in Russian Doll. It's playing Gotta Get Up by Harry Nelson which is possibly the catchiest song in the world. <laughs> so no other song has been going through my head in the last week because they play it five times an episode right and, and it's the catchiest song ever. Right? If you don't know it I guess we could play a sample of it, but then we might not even be allowed on uh,
0: on Spotify.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that works.
0: Yeah, I think you After have to right. I think you have to like sing it yourself or do a parody of it, and then it's okay, as far as I know. <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, yeah, f- fingers you crossed. Gotta get up. You've been doing gotta so get it up. <laughs> can't do. It. I can't. Uh, can't do it justice. So, although I already tried, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna try again.
0: You did. You sounded fine from over here, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> i
1: guess
0: guess i'll throw out for tv shows um what we do in the shadows is come back for season two i haven't watched the first episode yet but i think it just aired like two days ago so i'm excited for that um the first i I didn't watch i
1: didn't watch season one of that but i loved the movie
0: yeah that's uh yeah maybe i'll well i'll just tell you you should watch season one of it it's good it's not like it doesn't have jemaine and taika waititi in their characters yeah. anymore but they still make uh some cameo appearances throughout the series
1: yeah i figured as much mm-hmm. i just never got around to it i don't know there's so much tv
0: yeah it, it i did really enjoy the first season of that and another thing um i f- figured out how to stream bajillion dollar properties um oh, nice. the, the show that like a lot of the comedy bang bang people have done have you ever watched that john
1: Uh, i've seen the little bits of it but not enough like just like you know three minute clips here and there
0: yeah i i got a vpn uh so that i could set my location to the u.s so that i could stream it for free on pluto tv because they have it running just the whole series for free so i've been catching up i'm only through the first two or three episodes now but it's it's been enjoyable so far
1: yeah i've actually been watching back a lot of comedy bang bang like season four and five because i don't remember them finding links to them and stuff online and
0: Mm -hmm. yeah It's pretty funny. Yeah, I should try and do that. I think I only ever got to, to like season three when it was on Netflix in Canada Canadian and then it got Netflix, taken off. Yeah.
1: I had originally watched them all when they were all just available readily when it was still new on TV, but they're harder to find now.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, now, is there anything else media-wise that you wanted to rec- uh, just say is helping you out right now in the the times of no work? No,
1: I don't think so. I think we should probably jump ahead to the news. Yeah, so because that's a new segment. (laughs) We're already we're already like forty minutes in, so we probably get
0: yeah let's get going so and i and i actually have a decent amount i want to say about at least one of these things so um so normally normally we don't really touch on the news on this podcast um and now we do and you could argue that we're still not touching on the news because most of what we're bringing up is not really newsworthy but uh we do want to there were a few things that i read online that i wanted to talk about and john also had some stuff that he's experienced in his uh, everyday life that he wanted to talk about so um and i read I'll,
1: about your things as well so yeah so i sent. I can, yeah thank, I can't opine.
0: thank you for doing so yeah i sent over a couple links to him and the first thing i wanted to talk about was um i was on the av club uh website and i saw the an article for wiki wormhole about the 1904 uh st louis olympics and the marathon that was run at the olympics as like the most ridiculous race ever run basically and i was like oh i gotta i gotta read this and um as I was going through this, this, I'd also just been watching on Crave, um, rewatching some of the Andy Samberg and Lonely Island produced uh, sports mockumentaries. So I'd recently watched seven days in hell. I told you, but I also just watched tour de pharmacy over this last week, just for fun.
1: Tour to pharmacy is excellent.
0: Yeah. So, uh, that along with like the unauthorized bash brothers experience completing the trilogy on netflix i watched that all one pretty
1: recently as well <laughs> i i did before you get too deep into it yeah. um, just because if you go through it all i wanted to ask you as a quiz question a mini quiz question mm-hmm. which of the racers experience that they mentioned in that race was the most outrageous to you
0: for the st louis one
1: in the marathon you know there was like four or five specific characters they kind of talked about that had a rough go
0: yeah and these are and this is all real life i I want to just like emphasize that Um, i would say probably the cuban guy is he oh
1: yeah it's tough to say
0: but he had a pretty ridiculous story
1: yeah i i was stuck between the guy that that was forced to take uh drugs and then carried yeah and (laughs) and the guy that uh um, the guy that got chased off by dogs
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah so let's yeah let's get into this so i i really want the lonely island to come back and make a fourth mockumentary based on this event i think it'd be amazing yeah. and they don't even need to like you can just
1: use history as a script yeah,
0: exactly so uh just a little bit of background to the olympics there were only 12 countries that participated due to it being in st louis which is a hard place to get to in 1904 is it was right in the center of the united states <laughs> um also there were various wars or conflicts across the globe and uh 526 out of i think 651 athletes were american so that tells you like how stupid yeah. of an event this was and,
1: um, and 55 or so were canadian too
0: yeah so it's basically all just like canada and the u.s um <laughs> so this was the first and only olympics with the tug of war as a as an event which is pretty awesome Um, I think the guy who won the most medals was George Iser, an American gymnast. He won six medals, even though his left leg was made of wood, (laughs) (laughs) which is just amazing. Um, I guess they didn't have like the (laughs) parallel legs. Then the, so for the marathon details, uh, it was 92 degree heat when they ran the marathon, but it was 135 Fahrenheit with the heat index, which is like 57 Celsius, which is just insane. (laughs) Um, toasty. The guy who was organizing the marathon, uh, I think his name was like S- something Sullivan. He believed in purposeful dehydration for runners. <laughs> he thought it was a, a, a useful thing for runners to not drink. He thought they would perform better if they had less liquid available to them. So there was only one water stop available in the entire marathon race. It was at like mile eleven. Um, yeah, so it was run on an enti- entirely on a dusty dirt road as the track with vehicles. In front of the runners, <laughs> kicking up more dust and dirt into the runners' faces, and there
1: was just regular traffic going back and forth too. Yeah, so there was just it like was a an ton open
0: of road. Dust. Um, only 14 out of 32 racers finished. One racer was found passed out on the side of the tracks from inhaling too much dust. <laughs> um, the winning time is the worst in Olympic marathon history by a full half hour. The oh, guy that was an hour. Uh, I think I just read it was a half hour, but we can oh, double check. It might it might be. Yeah, in between the two. Um the guy there was a guy who gave up nine miles in and then hitched a ride until his car broke down after ten miles and then finished the last uh however many miles, like seven miles, I guess, and crossed the finish line in first. And he was gonna be awarded the gold medal and was getting his picture taken when they someone pointed out he'd ridden a car for like half of the race. <laughs> and he, was, he waved at the money went by. Yeah. So he was at that point he uh fessed up. And he got banned from all racing events for a year. But then he came back to win the Boston Marathon the next year. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he was actually a good rider. He just yeah. couldn't deal with the ridiculous climbing yeah, exactly. situation of this one. Um, yeah, so the the guy who did end up winning, uh, as you were saying, he was given a drug cocktail because he he was doing he was in the lead, or I think he was in the lead with uh, through the first ten miles, but he ran out of steam. So doctors gave him brandy laced with rat poison <laughs> strychnine. strychnine yeah um apparently runners back then believed that alcohol could make them run better um in distant long distance events which i get like i run better usually after i'm drunk i'll like run a full like 10k home sometimes um but i don't think it would actually i think that's just my drunk self believing i'm doing so well exactly uh, yeah <laughs> But yeah, the he, he was, had this given to him and it made him hallucinate uh, throughout the rest of the race. And as you said, he needed his trainers to carry him across the finish line while he shuffled his feet and made it look like he was moving. Um, Crazy. Apparently, he probably would have died if there hadn't been doctors right there at the finish line on on site. Um, and he lost eight pounds during the race, too. <laughs> so then. It wasn't huge before it either. No. So then there's the guy that I thought might have the most ridiculous story was, uh, and Darian Cavaral of the Cuban runner who came in fourth. So it's a miracle. He came in fourth. So he hitchhiked to St. Louis from new Orleans and had lost all his money in new Orleans when he arrived from Cuba before the race. So he hadn't eaten for 40 hours before the race and he didn't have proper gear to run. So he just cut off his pants into shorts. Um, and then, partway through the race he took a detour into an orchard i'm guessing because he was so freaking hungry <laughs> into an apple orchard made a bunch of apples which turned out to be rotten so they gave him stomach cramps so he had to lie down and take a nap in the middle of the race and he still woke up and got fourth place
1: <laughs> <laughs> imagine taking a going to sleep during a race and still not losing yeah,
0: in the olympics just take, <laughs> taking a nap in the middle of the marathon <laughs> um and the, and then yeah so you're you're uh Honorable mention that you're saying for like most ridiculous was uh guys from there were two guys from South Africa they're the first black African um, uh, competitors in the Olympics in Olympic history and one guy he finished ninth but most people thought he probably would have done much better if he hadn't been chased off course by aggressive dogs and I'm going to say <laughs> likely likely racist dogs yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was chased off course by over a mile by these dogs <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. yeah that sorry there was, there's a lot of detail there to get through but i felt like just all of it yeah. was so ridiculous i wanted to mention it
1: no it's un- understandable it's pretty crazy
0: yeah i can't as far as i know there's been no film adaptation or any adaptation made of this event so like <laughs> what are you what the hell are you doing hollywood get off here. i think, I think
1: it was that uh that johnny knoxville movie where he uh in the special olympics was the probably ringer? the closest the, yeah the ringer that's probably <laughs> the closest live adaptation of the 1904 olympics
0: yeah yeah another thing that i forgot to remember mention when they now. fed
1: johnny knoxville rat poison and carried him across the finish line did they do that, oh, in that wait, movie? no no, no,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i forgot to mention there was also like a tie into the st louis world's fair where they had a an anthropological exhibit where they basically just took a bunch of indigenous people from around the world and put them in cages and made them perform for people, and they tied that into the Olympics too and made them perform in front of people. So, like, yeah, well, there's just are. a whole they're bunch well. of crazy shit going on in these Olympics. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Maybe uh, do you have, is there anything else you wanted to add about that? <laughs> just,
1: oh, I think we're good there. I think we yeah. should keep on rocking here. Yeah. So, so the do next you wanna... segment, the next. Um, you, you can
0: just run through my Indonesian ghost story.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well,
1: you can run through the story. And I, I had a couple questions that yeah. uh, go along with it.
0: Yeah. I don't have as many details for this one, but um, so I read just a few days ago about, uh, so everyone's dealing in the world with the coronavirus in different ways in Indonesia, they don't have full on lockdowns, but they've taken to in some villages having people dressed up as ghosts that are called <laughs> pokong um to scare parents and children from gathering or staying on the streets after evening prayers, um apparently when it first when they first started doing it, it didn't work. People were just more interested in like seeing the ghosts and trying to find them and stuff, so it would just cause more people to come out. but then they started having them patrol Junk-scare like people. surprise patrol them the streets. <laughs> yeah so so since it's become like not. Uh, not like a set time; it's more of a surprise and shocking that they're, when they're showing up and coming out, uh, it seems to be working a bit better. And now people are actually scared <laughs> and staying home. So, yeah, you, ha- you you had a couple questions about this.
1: Well, it's really just one question with a few suggestions. I, I was going to say what what can we do similar here in Canada to keep people off the streets? Hmm. And I thought we could have. Um, the warriors style gangs going on the streets with baseball bats and like chains and stuff <laughs> like, you know, the war- dressed yeah. like dressed in like just like high school cheerleaders and <laughs> clowns and all kinds of weird stuff
0: um yeah, I was or think, like,
1: similarly a, a clockwork orange type gangs patrolling yeah, just, at night
0: setting setting old women on fire and stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah one old lady to save 80 old ladies at the home
0: yeah, exactly uh, it, yeah, although i don't feel like it's saving many old ladies by staying inside right now sadly
1: no that's yeah, yeah that,
0: totally i don't want to take us for too dark of a turn but yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. just trying to think of uh what other things canadians yeah. are deathly afraid of well if you uh go by what was it like was it how i met your mother when they were saying canadians are afraid of the dark is that what? <laughs> i don't
1: know <laughs> <laughs> seems ridiculous but it's possible
0: there's, there's something that i remember from pop culture where canadians are afraid of the dark um yeah. yeah i don't know so maybe they just need to like block out the sun montgomery burns stuff and then canes yeah start. The, the only
1: the only other thing i could think of was uh they could start airing live hockey again
0: yeah that, <laughs> that would probably keep people, keep people inside, inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh hawk anything to do with hockey was just like a carrot and Canadians will just follow it and do whatever they need yeah, to yeah, to yeah
1: exactly it. ideally
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh move on from there or yeah. you've got more posts
0: Um, yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention is I downloaded the streaming service Quibi. Um, it just launched beginning of April and yeah, it is one of the stupidest streaming platforms and just like products or apps I've ever encountered. I think it, uh, a lot of that is due to the unfortunate timing of its launch but they, they were in they, so the, before the pandemic really hit, they'd already targeted the people who developed Quibi um, of launching it at either the beginning of the NBA playoffs or the end of the NBA playoffs. I don't know what their rationale was for either of those dates, but that's what they were saying. Um, so I'll let you know what Quibi is. It's a it's a streaming platform that you can only use on your phone. You can't Chromecast the content off of it. You can't like hook it up to a TV or a bigger screen in any way. You can only stream it off of your phone and the episode it's all it's all original content there's like 50 shows or so that's original content made for the app but it's all in like seven minute uh, segments for each episode uh the name i guess is like uh an abbreviation of quick and bites they're saying it's like quick bites of entertainment which i I don't like i don't know i just hate uh, stupid sounds dumb (laughs) but yeah, I've looked through the app. There's not a whole lot of good programming. There was one show that made me download it in the first place was a show with Will Forte and Caitlin Olson.
1: Yeah, that was the only reason I would have as well.
0: Yeah, called Flipped. And I, and I, will, I will try and watch through that. But yeah, it's just such a stupid idea for a platform right now where <laughs> everyone wants to watch things in a comfortable situation. I guess it was designed for people who are like on the go and like taking a break from work or they're like on their way to work, like on a, on a like commuting or whatever. But yeah, I, I just feel like it's so stubborn of them to not release like a Chromecast or uh, just a casting capability for the show, for the, for the platform. Yeah. And I've been really enjoying like, almost like hate reading articles about it, reviews about it where they're just like talking about how shitty it is. <laughs> Anyway, um, that was just something I wanted to get out there. Just to, if you, at least, at least they have a ninety-day free trial right now for it. That's the the one positive for it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. At least you can watch Will Forte's show and then bail.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I had just two quick items to add to this segment, and they're both personal news. I suppose it's not really news. But the first was uh, as i previously mentioned i was delivering as a driver for shoppers drug Mart yesterday in harrow and in harrow there's this guy that i used to see all the time riding around on his tractor to the different bars and he'd always be drunk but wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and uh, i'd d- d- occasionally deliver this guy his drugs like once a week um because he's an older guy but he'd drive it to the beer store you know he'd drive it like 25 kilometers just to go into town and stuff so anyhow i don't work very often but They've been trying to get him his weekly drugs all week and and they figured he was visiting his brother or something. And uh, I was at work yesterday and the cops showed up with a garbage bag full of pills, huge garbage bag full of pills and just plopped it down because you're supposed to return old drugs. Guy hadn't been taking his pills for a long time and they found him in his apartment, uh, dead. And I had been at his apartment knocking on his door that morning. And he wasn't answering the door so I just left. And uh, he'd been there for over a week. so that was kind of a crazy story
0: but uh, not
1: hilarious by any means no but uh, but
0: scary yeah like uh, just someone that you'd just been dealing with so recently to have that happen um
1: yeah nice nice guy too used mm -hmm. to drink with him on friday nights after work when i used to deliver trim and doors he'd be at the bar on his tractor after we finished up work Mm -hmm. nice guy i'm sorry uh, to hear that yeah i mean it, it happens i mean uh hopefully it wasn't the covid yeah, he had breathing trouble, but uh, you only get so far in your tractor. I think it's hard to catch it that way yeah. when you live alone and don't go anywhere. But uh, yeah, and then the other quick comment I was going to make is uh, just this afternoon, I was driving down the road, and somebody pulled right out in front of me from a stop sign to the point where I had to put my car into a full power slide, 90 degrees, slid all the way until our mirrors hit. Yes. And then pulled out ahead of him and just missed another car by about two inches. So my heart was pounding pretty good. That was 40 minutes before we started this podcast. (laughs) So that was kind of crazy. No damage. No, nobody hurt. But it was just some guy not even checking both ways before pulling out from a stop sign.
0: Yeah, like uh, just because things are wild and crazy right now in the world doesn't mean you can stop paying attention to basic road safety. So I'm I'm glad you're still doing okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I pulled through. So uh let's see. here to rock and roll with you all afternoon uh, <laughs> on our drive time podcast that airs yeah. on a Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, shall we move on to uh sure. the next segment?
0: Yeah, cue up the the music. You got it there, uh John? It,
1: yeah, maybe maybe uh yeah, sure cool today that all we do is quiz about movies and talk stuff that we do now i'd like to welcome
0: you to the cartoon show and here we go Woohoo! righty so john maybe i'll let you uh lead us off to give a description of this one
1: okay so the theory behind this new segment is uh we're going to go week by week and talk about different archetype uh, family members that you'd find in uh, in cartoon shows and uh, discuss who's the best at what they do, you know, who's the best, who's the brightest, who's a uh, better family member, who makes the most money, whatever we want to talk about. It doesn't really matter. And um, this week I think we would focus on dads. So we're thinking Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin, you know, Fellas like
0: that.
1: Hmm. And uh, I don't know, Robin, did you have any points that you had thought of right off the bat? or uh... Yeah, uh,
0: just... I, I mean, it's not a huge surprise, but just going through the various cartoon shows that I watch, um, finding out that the father figures are mostly uh, dumbasses and alcoholics and stuff like that, Like, very few of them are portrayed in a positive light whatsoever. Um, so I, I guess that was uh, something... It wasn't shocking, but it was maybe just a, a little abrasive, realizing just how many of them fall right into that archetype.
1: I, I would say right off the bat that Hank Hill is not really a dumbass or an alcoholic per no, se. No, that's true. Oh, he drinks a lot. But he is like a homophobe and kind of a deadbeat father. Yeah.
0: Probably only, Only so percent.
1: that he wants a certain type of son, not because he doesn't care about the son he has.
0: Yeah. Just so, disappointed in him. So yeah, and, and a lot of them tend to be selfish too. I've noticed. Um, yeah, it's a
1: bit of a bit of an issue with
0: them. Yeah, so I, I made a list of just different cartoon shows that I cartoon comedies that I enjoy, and um, yeah, like so the Simpsons. Obviously, Homer drinks probably more than he should, and he's pretty stupid. Um, then you've got like Rick and Morty. Laziness also. Yeah, Rick and Morty. I guess you could argue, like who the father figure really is on that show between rick sanchez and jerry but jerry's dumb rick is an alcoholic so you got both of the archetypes there <laughs> um it, i i have adventure time on here as a show that i really enjoy and the father there is an absent father figure who turns out to be a piece of shit um so follows a lot of those archetypes um yeah like south park i guess randy has kind of turned into the the main father figure there over the years i'd
1: say i mean um
0: like gerald uh, for a bit but
1: gerald kind of is pretty is pretty prominent but yeah Kenny's those are... father's around a decent amount too
0: yeah they're all He's either possibly the worst yeah they're like kenny's father alcoholic deadbeat randy incredibly selfish um and <laughs> dumb and just but entertaining as hell and gerald pretty selfish too
1: yeah, that's kind of the theme with all of the self Park parents is they're pretty much interested in their own opinions and, and nothing else.
0: Yeah. Um, further on that, I guess like BoJack Horseman, another alcoholic, selfish father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have... I watched... Uh, well, then I have some that don't actually fall into that category. It's nice to see some that didn't. Like you had, you had Hank Hill that you were talking about. Um, I was thinking of like Bob's Burgers, actually. Like Bob is one of the more... Re- Routineable characters uh, father figures on tv
1: yeah he wants what's best for his kids although he does also really want what's best for uh bob's burgers as well yeah
0: yeah and he's he's a very like average human being like (laughs) aggressively average um which which makes him like good by comparison i'd say right (laughs) these other father figures that's true
1: I know that Frank on F is for family is trying pretty hard, but he also drinks a lot and is pretty jealous guy. Mm -hmm. He's pretty mean to his kids and pretty unimpressed. He's kind of in the same character. He's in the same world as Hank Hill. I think just Mm -hmm. uh, not, he's not from the South. He's from, you know, the Northeast.
0: Yeah. The only show I think I found, or the only two shows I think I found where there were father figures that I would say are actually like, quite positive or or I would i I don't know I guess Bob's burgers you could argue that, but like just like uh very positive throughout there like n- not n- not really having too many negative characteristics were um Steven Universe. I don't know if you've watched that show. Um, I don't think so. No. Well anyway the dad on Steven Universe, he's a he's a pretty nice guy. He's a very supportive dad and um big mouth actually just like uh
1: like his oh, yeah. character's
0: dad he yeah. may be a bit embarrassing and effeminate and ridiculous but he's a very supportive father
1: right whereas john mulaney's dad is is oh yeah is he's like hank, is like hank hill kind of you know like wants mm-hmm. his son to be like him and not like anybody else right yeah <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the thing that they have in common like same thing with frank from f family they just want their sons to like grow up exactly in their image and do what they did mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty big difference yeah uh, like, if you wanted to find a really nice father, I guess you could look to Arthur
0: <laughs> is that a big I uh think that that means well is that a big show for you, John Arthur?
1: <laughs> it has been at times <laughs> i uh having fun isn't hard if you got a library card.
0: <laughs> all I can remember from Arthur is the the catchy is is all hell theme song from that show.
1: There's all kinds of catchy songs
0: from that show. Which I feel like Some if I tried say to say
1: that my brother smells like a piece of rotten cheese. Maybe <laughs> I say that he's okay as long as there's a breeze?
0: <laughs> yeah, it show is uh definitely punching above its weight for most early morning children cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Their teachers
1: um, a rat.
0: <laughs> literally and figuratively <laughs> not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I found that, like, is is interesting. I wonder what this says about just, like, either comedy writers and their experiences Experience. with fathers <laughs> or uh, just going through these different shows and how many, like, were kind of negative father figures. Or well, just
1: remember The Simpsons started, Homer wasn't nearly as much of a just buffoon as he became. Like, early, yeah. early Simpsons, he was, like, trying his hardest, but just having a hard go with things.
0: I would say he was potentially more um of a negative character at the beginning just because like even though he was trying his hardest and i I found like he was more abusive at the beginning um like the strangling of bart kind (laughs) of like toned down as seasons went along but that's probably more just to do with like uh, how society has changed in the 31 years. Still does a lot, though.
1: I'm I'm talking more like though when his voice was not even the same. Like yeah, when it that was more early.
0: when it was more Walter Matthau esque and yeah, yeah, they're just goofy the
1: family unit trying yeah. to get through Christmas or trying to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And Homer's getting like laid off, but not for not for you know like putting on fake glasses and sleeping at his desk <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pouring water on his terminal when the emergency light goes off. Or, uh,
0: <laughs> or somehow creating a nuclear meltdown in a test van that has no nuclear material. In
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he saves the day by just being so fat that he plugs up the, the core and they can just, <laughs> there's washing down his bottom yeah. inside the tank. Oh yeah. So good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that, that leads me to the next point of who do you think the funniest dad on TV is.
0: Um, I'll probably have to go with Homer just off the, oh, maybe Randy Marsh, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's pretty funny. He's almost, like, more outrageous than Homer is, though, because yeah. Homer's a main character all the time. Randy only comes in to be something absurd.
0: Yeah, so Randy, um, his career, his, or sorry, his uh, character trajectory changed, like, completely over the course of the, like, however many seasons of South Park. I remember um I think the first episode where I really just started to love Randy was um the You Got F'd in the A episode. I don't know how much South Park you watched, but uh, I've
1: watched it all up until like a year or
0: two ago. Okay. Yeah, that was the one where they uh, the You Got Served episode. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like teaching Stan the Don't Break My Heart, Mikey Breaky Heart Dance and <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> It, <laughs> i think it took on i think though he took on like full legendary status for me though in the bat dad episode. When he became, what was that the, it was in season nine when he became bat dad or when he fought bat dad sorry um it was oh, yeah. in okay. the little league uh, baseball team and right right, right like he would go to the games get drunk and fight other dads um
1: yeah, yeah. that was pretty amazing
0: that that episode was just so absurd
1: Sorry, okay. grabbing water. Oh,
0: no problem. Um, yeah. What do you think?
1: I think that the probably the 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 pinnacle of his ridiculousness is when he became Lord.
0: Lord. Like when, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like Lord, and then I was like, when oh, it, with the when e. it, yeah.
1: when, it, when, it, when it became re- or when it was revealed that he was Lord. Yeah, and he was just recording that in the basement.
0: Yeah, go going for getting... with the
1: mustache and everything, and people yeah. would just love him. <laughs> You look like you need some blinds in front of you. You're struggling with the sun a bit.
0: Yeah, it's coming in pretty pretty harshly right now. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll fight through. But yeah, we'll the, I, I forgot out. I forgot about that story with him as Lord. That was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's probably more over the top than anything Homer ever has done. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I mean, him going on tour with uh, Lollapalooza and getting shot with a cannon in the gut and stuff. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. But it's... Mm-hmm more believable than than randy marsh being lord
0: yeah yeah like even homer going to space is probably more believable than randy marsh being lord
1: (laughs) exactly just because of the actual impossibility of randy marsh being lord Mm -hmm. um yeah and like that some of the top candidates to go to space were homer and barney yeah (laughs) so stupid (laughs) but who's who's the biggest star to their own show like Homer to the Simpsons because it's kind of the whole family. Peter Griffin's probably the star of Family Guy more so than anybody yeah, else.
0: Maybe, yeah, like I feel like Stewie takes a lot of the, True. the the credit, or like a lot of people would maybe know Stewie more than Peter, but um, Hank I don't Hill. his Hank name is in, the,
1: is in the title, like he's like the king of the whole neighborhood, right? So, yeah, I don't know, hard to say. It's all kind of even. I'd say that that F is for family is mostly about the dad, but mm-hmm. except for the, the middle-aged kid is so funny on that show. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I, I haven't, no. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say you don't seem to be reacting to that one too much. But that's uh,
0: No, I don't know it that well. I've, it's, I've, it's on Netflix. It's, okay. the,
1: it's Bill Burr's show. Okay. I would recommend it. It's very funny. Like outrageously funny. It's only got three seasons or so right now. I think mm-hmm. there's a new one coming out soon. But, um, but anyways, this is kind of like a subject that can go on forever and ever.
0: Um, yeah, there's lots yeah. to say about <laughs> cartoons that come dads, but, uh, yeah, maybe we should, uh, mosey on and down to the next segment just for the, the interest of keeping this a, a tight hour and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Since we're, we're at an hour and five now yeah. with our big segment still to come.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, John, do you want to k- kick it with the quiz theme, or do you have it ready there? Yeah. Q to the U to the I to the Z. It's quiz time, baby. Find the answers in your head. You can do it, dude. Just believe in yourself. Answer questions like a boss for your mental health. Yo, quiz time. All right. Welcome to uh, our third quiz time. We're doing this as a regular segment, it would appear. So, um, yeah, this, this time around, the format's a little different. We're going to be talking biopics. So... Um, basically, just movies about people who did exist in real life. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the definition of biopic. Um, pretty much,
1: or a yeah, a biography of kind of anything.
0: Yeah, I suppose. And uh, we are going to be just giving each other clues. I wrote like three or four clues for each one of, ones of my films that I that I selected, and uh, we'll see how many we can get by the time we get to the the end of our clues. I guess just. Uh, go back and forth so john do you want to start things off with your first uh, biopic there
1: sure i started off with that with an easy one for you okay um you just put a little scorecard down here so we can figure out who won because i sure. have a terrible memory <laughs> um okay so this this first biopic has uh, a parody film made about it in which uh, frankie muniz played buddy holly
0: hmm
1: in that same parody film jack white portrayed elvis
0: oh okay so i know the parody film and yeah so it's walk the line yes <laughs> got it yeah. yeah dewey cox the parody film yeah <laughs> nice yeah walk hard, walk yeah, hard so so cox that, was, that
1: was a quick that was a quick two hint because i had i had a lot more hints on that one oh, in case you didn't get it but they were all mm-hmm. just getting progressively easier and easier
0: no uh luckily for me walk hard is like a, a film i've seen like several times i really enjoy that one
1: yeah i i should have gone with the hints about the actual movie and it would have maybe been tougher
0: yeah actually it would have been for me i've only seen walk alone <laughs> once and i don't remember it
1: that well <laughs> yeah fair enough well maybe you have a a massive knowledge of johnny cash history though that, that <laughs> goes above and beyond the movie and then you would have been fine too
0: yeah uh, I do. All know. right. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Fair so, much. my first film um, hint number one, it is a World War II film. Okay. Hint number two, it is about a philandering man who is also a failed entrepreneur. Hint okay. number three, the lead actor in the film is known on occasion to have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I have it from questions from hint number two, but uh, if you've got another hint, throw it down anyway.
0: And the last hint I had is a fake sequel was made for this film on Robot Chicken in which the protagonist makes a list, checks it twice, and is going to find out who's (laughs) Nazi or nice. (laughs)
1: That's pretty good. Uh, I believe that's Schindler's list.
0: That is correct.
1: Um, I liked the the second hint the best.
0: The failed uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, he's a ph- philanderer as well. <laughs> this, uh,
1: this next film takes place between the 1900s and the 1960s. Okay. Uh, Gwen Stefani appears in a rare acting appearance. Hmm. Um, the main actor has also played a role where he was into men dingo fighting.
0: I'm just the looking at the main character. Like... Sorry, keep going.
1: Okay, the main character made his fortune in the tool industry. Uh, the main character set a world record in his H1 racer.
0: I'm gonna s- guess, is it the aviator? Yeah. Now, sadly, what gave this away for me is I have this on my list as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I did a bit I of suspect, research for it.
1: I suspected you might.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so my 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 uh, clues for that one just to let you know i had uh, apparently adam scott and gwen stefani were in this film was my first clue <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also oh, apparently
1: away off my, that was my first hit one yeah it? also apparently
0: uh, alec baldwin plays a hispanic character based on his character's name He's <laughs> <was> like or <laughs> something <laughs> barely yeah, yeah yeah he's the at a pan am yeah, and I said um, also, Mr. Burns famously references this film's main character during his descent into insanity in an episode <laughs> when he uh, says, "We'll take the spruce moose, hop in." So, yeah, How those are were, those were my main.
1: Mr. Burns has gone in, and Homer have both gone into Howard Hughes' reclusiveness before. Yeah, like, parodying <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. My first hint that I was going to say was the main character became a famous recluse, but then I was like, yeah. It's too be, obvious. It yeah. could have been J.D. Salinger, I suppose, but uh, uh, I don't know what biopic there is about him. It'd be a pretty boring one. <laughs> he just sits there writing Catcher in the Rye and then he goes and hides for 50 years. <laughs>
0: yeah, there'd, be a Anyways, lot of, uh, there'd be a lot of filling in the blanks on the part of the screenwriter. <laughs>
1: just, just a lot of him peeking out behind a curtain.
0: <laughs> Still nobody. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the I'll, I'll go into my second film. Um, sure. This first hint is pretty subjective. Starr is one of my least favorite actors and one of his most celebrated but controversial roles. <laughs>
1: uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so then, in my opinion, is made much more watchable by the female lead opposite him, who is in turn one of my favorite actresses and is British. So again, very subjective hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the female. This might help you out a bit more. The female lead. Um, was a star of uh, Star Wars Rogue One, while the male lead has played leads in films in the Harry Potter universe. All right, and I will give you an impression of the main character. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, which, actually, I don't know. If <laughs> I, I, I actually can't give an impression of this, but the, the line from an, an appearance that he made on The Simpsons, I don't know which is a bigger disappointment, my failure to formulate a unified field theory or you
1: is that the end of the hints yeah is can, I, can i'm allowed to ask questions to nail it down a yeah, little sure
0: bit. yeah
1: is it pretty recent yeah and on amazon
0: i don't know if it's on amazon
1: does it involve a hot air balloon mm,
0: i don't think so
1: okay now that i know what it is
0: it's the theory of everything Yes, yeah, it's the theory of everything <laughs> how did the hot air balloon help because <laughs> <laughs> it, it eliminated the other ones but okay about. <laughs> what's the other one? well i don't know if i should ask it might be part of it our clues so uh maybe we can move on to your third movie
1: yeah sure i think it was the Aeronauts knots or something that i was talking about by the way okay First firsthand this movie was in black and white um the main character's motivation in his art was desolation, emptiness, and isolation. The name of the movie alludes to what the main character is losing.
0: Uh, I was going to say uh, Ed Wood at first, but I'm like, I don't think it's about <laughs> impotence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think
1: um, it might be. Um, the main character hangs himself. Oof. Um The rest of the characters went on to form a band together called New Order.
0: Hmm. I maybe have just not seen this, so I don't know if I... I don't think I have a guess.
1: The the band that the main character is in is called uh, Joy Division.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know this film. Sorry.
1: Oh, Look at look at this! Somebody takes a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. It was called control.
0: Yeah, never ever seen it, or and I don't know anything about it to be honest. But except for what love, you just told me,
1: love will tear us apart again.
0: Yeah, I know that song, but I just don't. I don't know the movie.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Tragic life for that guy.
0: Yeah, it's so. It's, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun Well, not. I can't say funny. Just shitty about that, that, and the fact that his band is called Joy, has the just Joy in the name. And then, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: will your Wi-Fi still work if you bump that door closed behind you?
0: Sure. Can you hear stuff from out there?
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty clearly. I hadn't for a while. I hadn't for a while, but then I just started noticing yeah. it.
0: No, it's just uh, sometimes when I close the door, the cat starts to, like, paw at it and meow and stuff. <laughs> I see. Fair. Fair enough. That's okay. But hopefully, we don't have too much left, so it should be okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'll go into my third movie now. Um, sure. So first clue for this is the lead actor won his second Best Actor Oscar for his role in this film. Second clue, the lead actor is a notorious piece of shit. Shit. <laughs>
1: You want a second act, best actor, Oscar, and he's a piece of shit? Oh, yeah. That, those are the things you've said? Yep. Okay. Uh,
0: third clue. This movie is banned in Samoa. <laughs> Probably doesn't help you much, but it, it might. I don't know. And uh, okay. final clue. Pissed off the notoriously conservative dairy industry upon its release for brand misappropriation.
1: Oh, milk?
0: Yeah, it's milk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i was like oh sean penn is what came to me as soon as you said that (laughs) i was like oh yes that'll make sense although i don't know if he's as completely notoriously a piece of shit as he is because he's donating all kinds of money right now and he's out on the streets uh doing tests on people for covid
0: i think he's just a really intense person
1: that might be it
0: yeah actually and that last clue by the way i don't know if it's true or not i just made it up but <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's fair. Probably not true. If I, yeah, think, yeah. I just
0: thought I needed to something to tie it in with the the title. Okay.
1: Well, I'm just going in order here. There so was no th- real rhymer. So you're three reason. for three
0: right now. It's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, thank you. Your hints have been pretty obvious, but uh, <laughs> not that obvious. But actually, they've been right on the border. I didn't know until the last one there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been giving a lot of clues, but not partic- like they get. I'm trying to make them increasingly more obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in this this movie, uh, the main character died of stupidity. The movie featured the movie featured hippies in the desert.
0: Okay, I think I might know what it is, but go on. <laughs> do
1: you want to guess before you hear anything more?
0: No, I'd like to hear your uh, your clues. Just uh, humor me. Okay,
1: um, the main character kept a journal. Uh. The movie was based on a book composed of his memoirs and his journal. Featured a flash flood and some poisoned berries.
0: Yeah, it is. It is what I thought. So, um, this movie is Into the Wild. Was it
1: also on your list by any chance?
0: It was also on my list. Yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> I do the know Jason that one pretty first. well. Um yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have
1: even gone for that one because there's some on my list that aren't as obvious, like to stick out as that.
0: Uh, No worries. I don't don't think that we're doing this for uh, a a very like even competition. I think it's just more for fun for reading clues that that we came up with. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, my clues for that one, I said I forgot Vince Vaughn was in this movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. This film stars a lead actor who played a supporting role in the last film I just quizzed you on. (laughs) um <laughs> has become a pain in the ass for the government of alaska uh the, oh, the fact that this film yeah. exists because of the bus and right. uh the lead fav- the lead actor famously floats down a river dong out in this movie
1: <laughs> oh does it yeah i don't remember that part but i believe it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but yeah anyway i'll i'll move on to my uh my next one Okay. So, for this film, um, it was shockingly produced by Mel Brooks. That's clue number okay. one. Yeah. Clue number two the bare naked ladies sang about the lead character in grisly fashion in their hit If I Had a Million Dollars.
1: Okay. <laughs> you um, might have just given it away with that one.
0: <laughs> this film caused the Academy to create an award for best makeup and hairstyling the following years. <laughs> that helps too. Since, since it seemed crazy they couldn't properly award it anything for its achievements. And I think you're well enough along the way at this point that I'll I'll just leave it at those three hints.
1: Uh, the
0: elephant man. It is the elephant man. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Four for four. Geez, um, you're crushing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But if had you gone first, it wouldn't have mattered so much that I stole the ones that you were going to do because I did ten of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, ready for number five. This one's a bit trickier mm-hmm. potentially. So I could get you again here or i could go down for an easier one it's up to you
0: um do whatever you feel like
1: well let's just keep plugging away through them we've still got easily 10 minutes because there's stuff to cut out so let's just Mm -hmm. keep plugging away all right one of the main characters knew two things drinking and playing drunk baseball (laughs) the movie stars the punisher and the sniper from saving private ryan
0: Tom um, Jane is the Punisher, I'm assuming. Is that his name? Tom Jane? Yeah. Yeah. Keep going.
1: It's about a baseball stats race. Hmm. Has to do with the Yankees. And the record stat achieved in this movie has an asterisk next to do it in the Baseball Hall of Fame.
0: Let me just think. So it must be like fairly recent if it's got like and by fairly recent. I mean, like the last like twenty five years. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a huge movie, so it's kind of it's weird.
0: not. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna give a joking guess. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not Eddie, is it? That was like the Matt LeBlanc one that has the like <laughs> the ape, the throw the chimpanzee. I think <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no,
1: it's not that. <laughs> Biopic of a monkey playing baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um I'll give you I'll give you some more hints here. Yeah. The the asterisk isn't only next to the record in the baseball hall of fame, it's in the movie title. Hmm. The movie is about a race between the Punisher, who is um Roger Maris, and
0: uh Oh, so it's like the, the home run the race sniper Mickey Mantle.
1: Because, with Mickey Mantle, that's Mickey Mantle's the one who knew how to drink and play baseball, play drunk baseball.
0: Oh, good for him. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say, well, I, I don't know the name, so I'll just take a wild guess. What the name is, just like, you uh, know, drunk bashers or something. <laughs> no,
1: no. Uh, 61 Asterix.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. I don't even remember that coming out.
1: No, it's a good movie. It's like from the nineties, maybe. Sweet. Early two thousands probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. So I'll give you my last one. And based on your track record, I'm gonna guess you'll get this one too. But we'll we'll go through it anyway. So uh this film's title would make the timekeeper from comedy Bang Bang Cream his pants. Good hit. Yeah. Um Features one of the more necessary instances of someone drinking their own urine captured on film. Yeah. And stars someone else who was a supporting actor in the same film mentioned earlier, <laughs> like the one that had the supporting actor before.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think all three of those hints had me already. Cause I had yeah. that one on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do it, but I made a longer list and then I narrowed it down by what I'd be interested in. i'm gonna say that was 127 hours
0: yeah (laughs) definitely is 127 hours there's only so much uh so many different kinds of hints you can give for that one too i don't know like uh like most most there's not a whole lot that really happens in that film and there's not a whole lot of background that goes into it so yeah that's fair
1: you want to do a a lightning round or i'll just rattle them off and you got to see how many you can get i've got five left let's do out of five all right, I'm just gonna read them in order. Like, so there might be easy hints right at the start. Okay, uh, baseball team with Cy Young Award winner MVP, or, and an MVP who were hardly mentioned. The main character's actor was famous for saying "Riva Dirtie" in a different film. The biopic, uh, uh, biopic of character who had two different major careers in the same sport. The main player featured in the movie played a position he had never previously played. It's also a baseball movie. <laughs> there are a lot it's of that young.
0: there are a lot of baseball movies that I haven't seen, so I'm not sure. Um,
1: they have a fat statistician, and they brought stats
0: stats into the sport of baseball. Is it a like fairly well known baseball? Oh, it's Moneyball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That last time was a pretty big one. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that Arriva Derchi would have given away uh, Brad, oh, Brad Pitt. Pitt yeah.
0: w- which right. movie does he say Arriva Derci in?
1: Inglorious Bastards. Oh right. When he's pretending he can speak Italian. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all he ever says. Okay, um, this next one is a sad but somewhat heroic tale. Features a Canadian general in the movie. Censors around accommodations possibly worse than those featured in the horror movie Hostel. Stars the man who played Buck Swope in Boogie Nights.
0: I guess it's Mark Wahlberg. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> you know, this guy's also in uh, Black Monday.
0: Oh, Don Cheadle's in Black Monday. Uh, is it Don is. Cheadle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Canadian general is working for the UN, and his name is General Delaire. Is it the main character's name is Paul?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: It features a mass evacuation.
0: Oh wait, maybe is it? No, but ah, oh. okay, Hotel Rwanda. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think I got thrown off when I was thinking Canadian for some reason. Like I heard the Canadian general, I was thinking for whatever reason my mind went to it happened in Canada, so I was thinking. If yeah, no, no, he was
1: he was in charge of the UN yeah.
0: there. Yeah, Romeo Dallaire was it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's go to the next one. Okay, this first hint, these are all characters from other movies, but they're just hinting at the people that are in this movie. Okay? So it stars Jimmy Dugan, Ren McCormick, and Brock Lovett. Um the stars of the movie are trying to do something that has been done before, but only twice. Things go wrong, very wrong. Lucky, luckily, Lieutenant Dan was on the ground to help them out. Lieutenant Dan was a co-star with Jimmy Dugan in another film. It's a lot of crazy hints.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to do something that has only been done twice. I don't know, something about. Oh, is no is a, a Apollo Eleven?
1: Oh, so close! Apollo Thirteen.
0: <laughs> Apollo Thirteen. <damn>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, though. Do you, yeah. do you recognize who, like, who Jimmy Duggan, Ren McCormick, yeah. and Brock Lovett are?
0: Yeah, because you were referring to them by their character names. Yeah, because I was like, I know, I, I know that name from *A League of Their Own*, and I was just like, yeah. okay, so Tom Hanks. Same. Yeah, but I, I didn't. Brock Lovett. The name's familiar, but I'm trying to remember. I
1: thought you might know that one because. Yeah. He's the Bill Pullman character in Titanic that okay. uh oh, well, oh, Tompkins hates yeah, on the bank.
0: The the chordful mayor, he's always searching for
1: Exactly. <laughs> All right, two more, and then we're we're on to recommendations. So this movie features an attempt to kill Hitler, starring a prominent scientific, Scientologist with an eye patch. He doesn't succeed. This movie proves Hitler is invincible. But that's later disproven. Could have changed world history if if successful. Hmm.
0: So might want to focus on the prominent Scientologists. An eye patch, patch. yeah. Doesn't have an eye patch in real life. So Tom Cruise, I'm assuming, um, trying to kill Hitler. Uh, when was Tom Cruise in a World War II era or just prior to a movie? Sorry, I can't think of Tom Cruise in any movies of that time period.
1: He was a Nazi in it. I'm ranking Nazi.
0: It's probably just something I haven't seen.
1: Could be. It's uh, uh, Valkyrie.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I know of it, but I haven't seen it.
1: Ah, that's tricky. it's tricky. That was the name of the real operation in real life when they mm. tried to kill Hitler. Um, anyhow, this is the last one. So go for broke here. This, I think you'll get this one. This, the hints are really obvious. It's one I was doing right as we were starting the podcast. But anyway, uh-huh. sports movie, winter, thick glasses. The Wolverine is in the supporting cast. Main characters, a doofus, Olympics, hard crashes, broken bones.
0: Hang time. I'm sorry. There's a lot of clues just coming at me fast. So I'm just, I got like sports Hugh movie? Jackman. I got sports movie glasses, thick glasses. Um,
1: winter sports. Winter sports. Oh, no, hang time.
0: God, what is freaking Hugh Jackman in?
1: He's not the star, he's in the sporting cast. The star is in the Kingsman. The first name of the movie is a name, or the first word in the title of the movie is the name of a movie that had uh that you mentioned earlier about a monkey playing baseball.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Eddie something or Ed something. Um.
1: If you don't get it from that, then I think you might be in trouble. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Eddie the Eagle. Oh. The ski jumping
0: movie. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. (laughs) I forgot that even existed.
1: A lot of people did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I actually did see that movie. I just, like, completely wiped it from my memory.
1: Oh, really? I've seen it twice. Which is one time too many. <laughs> I will say it was didn't hold up.
0: So was was it Ansel Elgort? Was he in that? Is that weird?
1: No, it was. Is, no.
0: is Ansel Elgort in the star- Kingsman?
1: No, he he's the baby driver.
0: Yeah, I'm just for whatever reason I'm lumping him in as the same guy. No,
1: the, the Kingsman <laughs> guy's the guy that played Elton John in Rocket Man.
0: Oh. Taron Egerton. Taryn Egerton. That's the thing. Yeah, I get their names mixed up all the time because they're both they're like kind of the made-up names. Like, yeah, Taryn Egerton yeah. and Ansel Elgort. Like, they're not really you
1: know, one of them's British and one of them's American. But
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, so you definitely uh, free and creamed me in that one. So congrats on that. <laughs>
1: thank you. It might just be a factor of how hard our movies intense were, though. I think I don't it know. probably is actually
0: yeah and i think also you've seen maybe a few more biopics that i have but uh we're
1: a big biopic guy
0: yeah so for uh this week's recommendation for each other i think we are just picking a biopic to uh have each other watch so my recommendation for you should we should um, we do the song or just forget oh, about it shoot yeah sorry go ahead with the song there <laughs> <laughs> no no problem
1: Now the par right near the end, where we pretend we didn't write this down. And we start to recommend some new content for you to check out. Enjoy. Another heavy breathing song. <laughs> <laughs> Might be my are, specialty.
0: Yeah, you're carving out a niche for yourself there. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we're recommending uh, a biopic to each other this week to check out, and um, my recommendation is starring the the band we've mentioned several times in this podcast Jimmy Dugan or Durgan or whatever himself, Tom Hanks. Um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a oh really, Biopic have you seen about it? Uh, Mr. Rogers, I've not seen it yet, have you? No, I've wanted to see it. Yeah. but I haven't. I thought it would I know be, I'll cry. That's for sure. I thought it would be one. Um, it's fairly recent that there is a chance that both of us, or at least one, uh, at least one of us, myself, has not seen it. So, and I just wanted to see it. So, I thought it would be a decent option.
1: Yeah. Well, um, out of the movies you haven't seen, I don't know. Control's is a pretty good one. But I would say that that's probably better than sixty-one asterisks, but it's. Not that exciting and it's kind of super depressing. Um I don't know. I had, I thought it would be obvious, but uh maybe go back and watch the Elephant Man again.
0: Sure. I, I actually I actually haven't seen the Elephant Man, so Oh really? I, I had it on my list just because I felt like I knew enough about it and there were enough clues that I could do for it that it would work. But, right
1: it's yeah. also a very, very dark <laughs> movie. Yeah.
0: No, I think that uh, if you want to choose that, I'd be happy to to watch that because um, it's something that, as I was reading about it and going through sure. the different clues, it sounded pretty interesting and David Lynch is uh, always a, a good a good watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy with that. Yeah, the only other, well, other one's looking here. Had you seen Moneyball and just forgot yeah, about I've it? Yeah, I've seen Moneyball. And then how about, um, well is pretty good but it's more like an action movie that's barely a biopic it's based on real life but uh, you know uh. yeah. have you seen man on the moon with jim carrey
0: yeah i was gonna do clues for that one but i was like no i know that you'd mentioned in an earlier podcast that you're very well versed oh. in jim carrey's uh right. career so i was like that might be just too easy yeah yeah that's
1: fair all right well we'll stick with the elephant man and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and have an odd week of movie watching
0: yeah <laughs> Um, one
1: last thing one last you have thing. an album for this week
0: um i do not
1: okay well i've got one for you sure it's uh i because i promised last week i only because i was listening back for the recommendations for this week i said well next week i'll play one from my favorite band because you said your favorite band.
0: oh right yeah
1: so i've got electric six switzerland for this week that's the that's the listening material i want you to check out Mm-hmm. All their albums are good, especially the early ones like Fire and all the ones around there. But uh Switzerland was my favorite. That's where I got introduced to them. So I would check that out.
0: Sweet. All
1: right. But yeah, so that's uh I guess all that's all we got. So
0: Well, yeah, um, thanks. Thanks for doing uh another another week of podcasts with me, despite your uh your busy three to five hours or whatever you work a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm glad you could make it's some time for me. Um It's a pleasure. Yeah. Oh it's uh it's been it's been fun just uh having some direction to my week. So um I think our,
1: our wheels are finally starting to touch down too and we're getting a bit of a hang of it. Maybe maybe not. They do seem to kind of well, we're, got, getting, we're getting sharper.
0: We've got segments at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we're we gotta feel out how well a segment works and how well it doesn't too. And that that'll take a little bit of time. Nothing's gonna be great on its first five episodes. But mm-hmm. uh I think we should come back with some music next week.
0: Yeah, I am down for that. All right, so uh, have a good uh, weekend, and I'll see you next week. Sounds good.